Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. Sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks, but these two gum shoes are picking up the slack. There's no case too big, no case too small. When you need help, just call Chipendale Rescue Rangers. Chipendale Rescue Rangers. Yeah, sorry. I tell you what, you know your. Disney cartoons from the nineties. Nineties. Yeah. For, did I'll, you have the Did you have the tape, the tapes for them? You know, you. Soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I might have, or I just literally. That's how much I watched TV. Yeah, that's <laughs> or, or, or I just have a very photo. I don't know for whatever reason when it comes to fits of nostalgia, I can pull them out of the recesses of my memory. That's quite impressive. Yeah, I think there's a previous uh, Liberty Tree episode where I recited the A-Team uh, preamble. Yeah, that's right, but, you did. Yeah, which I won't do again. You'll have to go back there, and find it. There's only certain things I remember, but other yeah. things like that I just forget. <laughs> and, and speaking of remembering, does that mean we're, we're on episode 10 now, right? Episode 10? We've reached double digits. Double digits. Wow. Welcome we're, back to the Liberty Tree. We're, oh, like, in the, we're, we're like in the fifth grade of, <laughs> of yeah. episode numbers. We're still, yeah. we're still around. We're yeah. still knocking around anyway. Yeah. Uh, once again, this is a place where we come to talk about uh, the liberty that we have in Christ. And if the Son says He set you free, well, um, that means you are, well, free. That's right. <laughs> so what's going on, guys? How's your week been? I, I've, you know, it's, what is it, you know, Wednesday afternoon. I've driven nearly 700 miles since Monday. It just had me all over uh, the place. Wow. In, just, in Atlanta traffic, too. Just living the dream. That's right. Living the dream. I was huh? going to say, when, American dream. When I started looking at the miles <laughs> rolling up on my odometer, I thought uh-huh. it was nearly as many as you there, John. I know, you, I do you, a lot of miles. You, I've been working a good bit from home this yeah. week, but that's not as near. I can't even touch it's a, that. It's a one. long paintbrush, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody what I do. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're like an artist, you know? <laughs> that's right. I'm like Picasso. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm slowly feeling like I'm starting to hunch over into the shape of a C at my desk. Right. Every now and then I'll get up and, and I'll find myself walking like, um, like Igor. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> the it's, master I'm, says I'm he wants a file. <laughs> according to Young Frankenstein, it's pronounced Igor. I think that's yeah. Igor. <laughs> uh, oh, God bless Gene Wilder. Oh, another man. one. That Classic. I tell you what. Yeah. Passed last year, right? Yeah, it was like just recently, not too yeah. long ago. That's right. He'll be missed. Death, you stink. <laughs> well, not I, really. Not hmm. if you're in Christ. That's right. Not true. Well, but, but I mean, it's still. It's rough. I know. It's it is rough, rough for those that are left here. Yes, you know. of course. It's not that constant reminder of. Sin, you. But hey, maybe he's reunited with Gilda Radner, and I don't know. They always were. Hey, loved each you other. You think he's reunited so. with Richard Pryor? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. 
I don't know Richard Pryor's status there, but you know, <laughs> at least at the end. I think, you know. I think we can honestly say we we have no, even though, you know, and this is, you know, thank goodness for me, uh, we, we have no idea what, with anyone what's going on That's inside of, That's right. That's of, right. of what happened in their final moments. Uh, you know, somehow, and this even goes for those who may not, you know, be hearing the gospel like they should on a regular basis. I have I have confidence that that in many cases somehow the gospel of Christ's cross and blood just seeps its way through, and it's going to be one of those moments that if you've ever heard, and I think I've referenced it before, Rod Rosenblatt's uh, sermon uh, on uh, uh, the gospel for those broken by the church. There's going to probably be many that are going to be like, oh, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> how well, how am I here? You would think that uh, uh, if you get there, you think a lot of people might be surprised who is there. Oh, absolutely. I think there's going to be a lot of people jumping up and down. Are you kidding me? And this is I'm quoting from that sermon. You know, it was just Christ's cross and blood. Totally only his sacrificial substitutionary death in my place. And because of that, all of this, heaven is mine. That's it. And, right. and it really and it really is. That's it. Well, and along those lines, since we are here in episode 10, we've got a couple of sort of, not new format announcements to make, but Zach, I think you've got some, some you do have a couple of things to talk about, about sort of the direction that we'll be going in maybe over the next few episodes. And I see now you're referring to your... Your your notes there, my but, notes. But, yes, but, thank but, thank you in turn for getting them pulled together. That's right. You know our crack research team. I know you've been cracking the whip <laughs> on them all this time, making them get all their you know get all their ducks in a row. But what what sort of things do you have kind of on the horizon as we move forward here? You know me. I've been cracking that whip like Mueller on yeah over the thuggy <laughs> cult. My son was well. We've been doing our. Uh, Indiana Jones watching. Yeah. Oh yeah. A couple of weeks ago, Kate's been watching it too. And the other day, he was doing something wrong, and I just went, "Kalima, yeah. <laughs> Kalima!" And he was like, "Dad, don't do that! Stop it, Dad!" <laughs> and, and you know, and you know that the Dad of the Year, the alligators at the you know uh, it, that you see in the down in the river ravine at the end of Temple of Doom, they. Come from Gatorland in Kissimmee, Florida, which really? I don't know if you've ever been there. But <laughs> man, that is the best, best. <laughs> How do you place. know this? Well, it says it at the end. In the, in it's the, so it's, awesome. It says, it says it in the credits. Well, like, like that, oh. it's like, like it's if funny. You, if you're ever down in Orlando and it's like you need a day away from you know the Magic Kingdom and all the heavy uh-huh. duty parks, take you know take the 20 minute drive outside of town, go to Kissimmee and go to Gatorland because you know it's it's not like it's a ghost town, but it's never super crowded, and it's the only place I know where you can see a gator. Hold a gator, have your picture taken with a gator, see a guy wrestle a gator, wow. uh, feed a gator. I mean, you can, can you eat a gator. You can, they serve. You, you can eat gator, yes. gator nuggets. You As a Georgia ha- bulldog, I love that. Yeah. You can hold a small one, right? Yeah, they, yeah. They kind of tape up their you know the snouts mouth, and they let you hold it. Hold they it. take your picture. With it. I have a picture of me like you know nine years old holding the gator up. Uh, you know. Yeah, it was funny. I was watching that movie and uh, the alligators rolling around. It was just yeah. rolling around with like cloth. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? The, the men were supposed to go down there, well, but it was only like they ate them just like that. Just like that. <laughs> just gone, well, baby. As even though it was kind of a, a darker turn for the you know tone of the Indiana Jones movies, it was still, you know, it was PG, so I guess yeah. they weren't going to give you the whole, you know, full-on Molarom. Actually, was it Temple of Doom, PG-13, or is that Last Crusade? 
the last crusade was PG 13. Mm. Uh, uh, Temple of Doom came out in 84. So that was the same year they implemented the PG 13 rating. The first PG 13 movie being Red Dawn. No way. Mm. Yes, sir. Interesting. So, that makes so, sense because back in the day, there were some PG movies that I was like, that should well, be like there's you know, R, maybe. Well, well, well Gr- <laughs> Gremlins, Gremlins came out. And that was a movie that people thought from the previews with Little Gizmo was going to be this kind of cute, you know, little fuzzy movie and turned out to be a pretty dark, mm-hmm. you know, movie before it was all said and done. And then you also had the movie The Bounty with Mel Gibson. And, uh, uh, you know, it was like the, you know, the mutiny on the bounty story. But there was a lot of, you know, Tahitian girls kind of running around in their you mm. know, native native attire or lack thereof. A little bit but, step up of so, National but, Geographic, but it, huh? Right, but it was still rated PG. And mm. I think between between that and then Temple of Doom again was a pretty you know you take your kids to it. It was a pretty had some pretty intense moments. Oh yeah. So that's that's what you know necessitated or purpose you know. Yeah, we, that's how we ended up with PG thirteen rating. Chilled so. monkey brains, that's ripping right. hearts out of chests. Yeah, I yeah. think I was probably an adult. Until I actually watched that film, because there wasn't another adult around to cover my eyes from, from that scene. <laughs> <laughs> my kids couldn't believe like the whole buffet thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It didn't phase my kids. I mean, even a little bit. Yeah. Kate just kind of went, Ew. yeah. And then I yeah. said, now I'm probably if I were to get him like a chilled monkey brain, like cake for his birthday, he'd probably yeah. think it'd be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Well, uh, back right. to what we were <laughs> chasing back rabbits. To, back, <laughs> back to our uh, I caught him. Here he our is. subject. <laughs> so, um, one of the one of my favorite parts of the New Testament uh, is the story about uh, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, and uh, when Jesus shows up and they don't recognize him, which a different rabbit trail. But it has me thinking. You know, well, how, like how did he look different? I mean. Were they just so consumed with what's going on that they did, they just tried just chose not to pay attention or did he his appearance was it you know did it look that different anyways that's well, neither here nor there but well did he have a beard was he clean shaven I mean <laughs> right. you know what yeah. I mean I like, know Man, these things Jesus was, you look different without was, a beard right was he like Clark Kent just wearing glasses and they like you know they don't know that he's Superman <laughs> and this is the only difference when he takes his glasses off I mean since it's post resurrection. You know, is his beard more, you know, awesome because he's no longer, you know, in the flesh prior to the crucifixion, but now he's risen and, well, but he doesn't have a glorified body yet, though, because he's not in heaven yet. So, a question how, how do we know that Jesus really had a beard? That's a good question. We don't. The only thing we can think of is that. Just because of the culture back then? I would then say. And the, and well, the, it, it was, I guess it was known that he was, you know, well thought of by, you know, he was upstanding in the community. He was a teacher. They fa- was called fa- rabbi. Fa- fa- yeah, he was called rabbi in favor with God and in favor with man. So you would think that he wouldn't be too far outside of what the norms were for that time. So he'd be, you know, a stand-up guy, and you know, I mean, it was a it was a sign of mourning, and like you were, it was a it was an outward sign of that you were in distress if you didn't have a beard, right? Or, or like if you plucked it out or or yeah. pulled it out or something. Right. It was kind of like the whole ripping of the tunic thing at, at a morning, like, you know, oh, I can't believe this. I'm, you know, so distraught. I'm going to rip mm-hmm. my, my right. clothing in the same way. It's well, like ripping you, out the beard. Well, and you yeah. think how, ex, how expensive and precious clothing was back then. You didn't have a lot of sets of clothes. Like now, if I tear a t-shirt off, like I'm Hulk Hogan, I mean, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. I've got like 50 more. I think so. you've done this before. Is that yeah, right? Hulkamania is running wild. Yes, but, <laughs> but, seriously, but seriously, I mean, to, but to tear your clothes back then, that was huge. I mean, that was a that was a big deal to show. I mean, l- just look how distraught you are. I mean, you, I mean, you literally are out of 
ideas on how to comp, you know, how to cope with a situation when you just, you know. Just think about it too. If he, uh, Jesus was a carpenter, he must have been like perfect. Like, man, your yeah. joints are just yeah. bang on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was perfect, yeah. you know. But yeah. Was he good at his work too? So yeah. the question like, I've never seen a door frame that tight. That's right. It's like, <laughs> it's like did he did he limit his ability, you know, so that he could fit in society? You know, because I don't know. I mean, you almost would have to. I guess for a while he's not expose himself if he couldn't help but have a perfectly flush, you know, <laughs> did his tables, were they off yeah. a little bit, you know, I don't know. They that door like shut just perfect. Right. <laughs> his do- dovetails were... Who made yeah. that, yeah. Jesus? His 45 <laughs> degree angles were just boom. Yeah. Right. I made geometry. Right. And, and, and after having, you know, finished a room in my basement, I can tell you that, you know, I'm no Jesus. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... You know, there's not a right angle to be found in that hole. I only, I only smooth myself like a woman on my face because my wife uh, prefers yeah, it that way. I mean, right. she civilizes me. I, I'd much rather have the beard, but, yeah. eh, you know. Well, you can grow one pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, like that. So That's, yeah, that's a shame. Okay, I'm getting off this topic. topic. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry, everybody. I miss my beard. <laughs> but um, so Jesus is walking with these two disciples. This is after resurrection, and... Um, commentary on this passage, it's funny, they're saying that this is a very humorous passage, like for the culture when it was written back then, this was very comical, uh, this uh, uh, encounter that we're about to kind of read real quick. I won't read the whole thing, but just to get the basic gist of it. It's uh, Luke chapter 24, starting in verse 13, uh, it says, that very day, two of them, two disciples, were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Okay, so that answered my question. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you were holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still looking sad. Then one of them named Cleopas answered him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, what things? (laughs) <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like what happened? Yeah. Uh, and they said to him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Jesus, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And for me, whenever I read that passage before, I've always been like, oh, they got a quick down and dirty run through of scripture right. of, of like all of the explanation of where scripture in the Old Testament pointed to Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, I've always wanted to know like what, what, what was it? Like what, 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 what passages did he stop and say, yeah, that's me, or yeah, that's that's right. the Christ, yeah, that's the Christ, and like 
and you may be asking yourself, well, what does that have to do with the Liberty Tree or, or whatever? And my, my take on it is, and maybe you're like me, maybe Ben, maybe John, maybe you're like me as well. Growing up, when it came to passages of Scripture or a lot of Bible study or Sunday school lessons or whatever, um, Old Testament stories were presented in a way where here's the model, now, now be like them. Right. They were sort yeah. of like, they were almost like, uh, like life lessons. Right. You know, there, like, there was a moral you know, to every you know, Old Testament don't, story. Don't have the hubris of Samson, you know, that right. sort of thing. Yeah. You know? and, and it was like all these sort of morality allegories to learn from, except they weren't allegories. They were true, you know, stories, but it's still that same sort of like you hear, you, you learn these stories about different aspects of human nature, you know, how to have courage, how to have integrity, how to be honest, how to you know, overcome this, that, or the other, you know, but I'm the same way. I never really had it presented to me or had the revelation myself when I was younger that the Old Testament existed as sort of a heralding of Jesus outside of the very blatant, you know, uh, prophetical books that we've we've talked about, you know, Isaiah or Daniel or Jeremiah, where they specifically say there's a, you know, there's a Messiah coming. But I mean, as far as all these other very well-known stories, they were never presented to me that way. Yeah. Um, And and, and I always looked at the Old Testament as sort of, it exists so that we can see God's old covenant with man, all these laws that we couldn't possibly live up to. And that's why the good news was, well, Jesus is coming, and you now you don't have to live up to these impossible things that sinners can't live up to. And that's still true. That's still a big part of why the Old Testament exists. But now there's this whole other aspect to it that the whole time it was like, you know, it's been right there in front of your face, and look at what it points to, you know. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm on the same page as you, Ben. Like yeah. growing up and you go to Sunday school, you you always, I don't know if anybody remembered the picture Bible. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You know, not down in that or nothing like that. Yeah. I think it's right, great right. for kids, yeah. you know what I mean? But it was just like storytelling yeah. until you got to the New Testament when Jesus came along. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, that there was yeah, always you, like a... You'd be in the doctor's office waiting room, you yeah. know, and there'd always yeah. be that one. Like I, yeah. I'm, it's I'm, like, yeah. oh, let's get to the good part where Jesus is in it. In the New Testament, right, when right, Jesus yeah. was in it the whole time. Yeah, and you didn't realize that as a kid because you weren't, that wasn't yeah. taught to you. Right. You know, yeah. but now as you get older and you get a little more wise and you, you study the Word and stuff, then you see Jesus in the Old Testament right. more, but not saying that, you know, that um, that was a bad thing that I, right. I got taught. No, I don't think, right, no, You know right. what I'm there's, saying? There's story, right. there's, 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 those, those stories, they're, they're the great intera- in, like introduction as kids start to sort of get a grasp of, the concept of God, you know, you see these miraculous supernatural things like the flood, you know, or parting of the Red Sea or the plagues, you know, it, those are things that even the very young can kind of grasp and sort of that sense of wonderment that starts to be like, wow, so this, this, this God can, you can do all this stuff, you know, look at that, look at the power, look at the, you know, the, but, but yeah. really, but there's this whole other aspect that we start to sort of get, you say as we get older and have a better That's, ability to understand more, you know, yeah, subtle yeah, concepts. Yeah, you get, get more concepts. I mean, the more gray you get, they say you get wiser, and that's definitely <laughs> happening. So the older you get, and you get, you know, you know, you, you know. I, I yeah. guess you guys are like me. The older you get, you kind of see things more clearly. Yeah, yeah. It's like the blinders are slowly yeah, being yeah. taken off. You know what I mean? It's like slowly and slowly. Like, yeah. You know. 
Well, sometimes the it cataracts goes are slowly. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm getting more and more gray. So hopefully, I'm getting more wise. But I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, what is it? Um, youth is something that only the young have, but only the old know how to use it. Or if I can dust off an old chestnut from Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's not the years, it's the mileage. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, um, I love to laugh. Yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> I once met a man with <laughs> once met a man with a wooden leg named Smith. <laughs> What's the name of his other leg? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. Yeah. I, uh, I, but I, yeah, I, but yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not. I'm just saying, like, when, as you're a kid, you you you're taught with the Bible, and I had a picture. Bible and I loved reading it. Oh yeah, I it was like too. a comic book to me. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it was just you just read yeah. through it, and yeah, read it through like it, and read be- through bedtime it. Bedtime stories. I made my mom read yeah. me those things over and over again. Yeah, you know? and it's like, and it was always, and then not always the case, but I definitely remember, especially being taught the the Old Testament story, whatever that, and here's the moral to the sto- the, the story. Right. And in 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 the reality, the moral to the story is this is how this points to Christ. Or that's how it should be. Or it's, you know, how can we use the Old Testament to run to the cross? Like, how does this guide us to Christ? And I think for me, it it frees, one, me from that burden of when I'm not living like David, when I'm not a leader like Joshua, when I'm not having faith in God like Abraham, when and all these other, you know, things that, you know, if, if it's, if it feels like a burden, if it feels like a yoke, if it feels like another, hey, this is how you're not living up, one, that might be the law, but the two, you, it, it's a burden that you know, Christ has said that he's lifted and he's taken upon himself. And this frees us from you know, looking at, old, at the Old Testament stories as anything other than a moral to a story. And that's how, for me, why I think it, it's a good tie-in to the theme of the podcast, The Liberty Tree, is walking through the Old Testament through a series of episodes, and it, we, we got plenty of material, and we'll go slow. We'll, we won't try to run past anything, but I think there's so much really good meat in here to and there, to be relieved and almost to kind of have a lead into worship almost to where the whole time this was all about Christ. And to me, that's so cool that from the beginning, before any of this was written, before creation, before everything, God already had a plan how he was going to display not his love for man, but how he was going to reconcile man to himself. And that was going to be through dying for man. Right. No, no, the whole, you know, no greater love uh, than, you know, you know, someone who would lay down his life for his yeah. friends. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the inspiration Behind this, and I was also inspired by another podcast, 40 Minutes in the Old Testament, Chad Bird and Daniel and Emery Price. They, they walked through the Old Testament in a different uh, way, and I just thought it was so cool. It's something that kind of motivated me and inspired me. So That's, that's pretty cool because yeah. that message a lot now isn't being taught. Right. No. You know it, what I mean? Right. And if, you, and if you are listening to this, I pray that through listening to these episodes and through us you know, fleshing these, uh, the, this topic out, that somehow... You know, you know, the Lord will use it to turn that light bulb on off and realize just, you know, it, it, it was for you, Christ for you, Christ for me. See, I can, I can, it's tough because I can easily get the reality that God loves you, Ben, that God loves you, John, that God loves you, the listener, but to know that God loves me, 
right. that's that's where it, it it it's hard to to fathom. Yeah. So yeah. 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 God loves it. Our intern too. Yeah. God loves yeah. it. Oh. <laughs> oh. And. It's good that God loves our intern because you know, that might be the only love our intern gets. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting it from us three. That's it. <laughs> Poor intern. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, um, well, and I, I just hope that also as we sort of talk about some of these things as we have you know upcoming episodes that maybe it will inspire some of you that are listening to pick up your Bible and maybe revisit some of these stories. Revisit, you know, with a, with a new perspective on what some of the messages are. It doesn't mean that the old messages that we've always gotten from some of these very, you know, well-known and well-loved portions of the Bible, it doesn't mean that they don't mean those things anymore. They still are studies in courage and honesty and integrity. Right, right, things. right. But, but, now, but now you start to see this, this common thread that weaves through the whole thing, and it's just like it's, it's eye-opening, it's, you know, hopefully will fill you with the spirit and hopefully will bless you as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So set you free. That's right. Um, but along those lines, we also have hopefully coming up pretty soon. I know we, we threaten every, every episode that we hopefully will have some interviews coming up with some special people and, um, also try to talk more also about, uh, what it is that we do here at family life church and some of the traditions and uh, things that we do here that are common through all of Christianity, like why do we take communion? Why, mm. do, why do we have baptisms? You know, why why do we tithe? That sort of thing. We like to you know delve into those more and yeah, you know, why do we yeah sing praises and that's right, sing songs right. Yeah. and praise yeah. and worship that sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think this has been a good kickoff as we sort of start. You know, as we get through episode ten, as we sort of you know, jump off into our double-digit episodes as we have sort of a, a, a new directive and a new outlook on it. And, but we hope that all of you that listen uh, have are, are being blessed, and we hope that it's the kind of thing that you can feel God's love in your life and always realize you've got freedom through Christ, and it's just there for the taking. Some of you have embraced it. Some of you maybe have yet to, but the thing is, God loves you. Christ died for you, and as... And, and to take that into your heart, that knowledge is incredibly freeing. And it's just an amazing feeling that we want to share with all of you. Amen. Yeah. Rock on. All right. Well, we'll be back. If you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions you have. Or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, Feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, the Liberty Tree Podcast. If you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at Liberty Tree Cast. And also, we are on the church website. There is an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's familylifechurchswanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later. sun went down and the jungle fire was burning down the track came a hobo hiking and he said boys i'm not turning i'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains so come with me we'll go this was the liberty tree 
podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia.